Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Viernes. Today is Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, Bo Snurdy here with you. If you'd like to be on today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And, of course, on Friday, usually on Friday, the Princess of Policy, America's Princess of Policy, Diana Mee, is with us. She is attending a royal function this weekend, and so we'll speak with uh, the Princess of Policy next week. And meanwhile, we have a lot on tap today. We're going to be discussing a bunch of news stories that you might be interested in, or maybe not. We'd love to hear from you. Anything, by the way, that we've talked about during the week, have at it. If you want to comment on it and you couldn't get through during the week. Uh, Kathy Barnett is running for the Pennsylvania Senate. United States Senate. She's running against Dr. Oz and a gentleman named McCormick. And she has been under fierce attack. Her campaign has been surging. She's a black woman, former veteran. David McCormick and Mehmet Oz is, are the two men that she's running against. They, And at the beginning of the campaign, they kind of just ignored her. And all of a sudden, she has been surging. She has been terribly outspent. But there are, there are, there's a big story in Politico today. GOP launches operation to stop Barnett. Some of the things that they are saying about her, that people in this party are saying about her, are, I don't know, in my humble opinion, beyond the pale. Uh, there are some things that she has tweeted out that, other, that people do have problems with. And the point is, I'm going to ask her about those tomorrow because she's going to be on with us. And also, I just confirmed that will be on with us, Jack Brewer. Jack Brewer, the former NFL great. The, the you, re, you may remember Jack Brewer from the convention when he spoke so wonderfully about Donald Trump. And Miss also got a huge endorsement today from the Club for Growth. I believe it was the Club for Growth that endorsed her. So it's going to be interesting. And I urge you tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we start at 7 o'clock in the morning now to be here for that. It's going to be, I think, interesting. Netflix has decided, I love this story, folks. This story, I've been waiting for this story from somebody, and it is here. Here's the headline. This was in the Daily Mail today. 
Netflix tells staff to leave if they're offended by its content. Under the under this headline in the uh, the online edition, they had a big picture of um, Dave Chappelle. And apparently the company is just laying it on the line. They're saying that uh, we aspire to entertain the world, creating great stories from anywhere, and offering greater choice and control for people everywhere. To help us succeed, we've created an unusual employee culture. And then they, they listed a document. This document is about that culture how we can uh, continuously improve as a team so that we can better serve our members. And they go through, it is a long document. But included in the document, they're telling people, you know what, if you can't take messages that you disagree with, maybe this isn't the right company for you. And uh, that is a welcome change. I would like to see if more and more that becomes common as these corporate types realize that they cannot continue to pander to these obnoxious liberals that try to force everyone to comply with their own view of the world. There's some, there's some, oh, today's Saki's last day. Rand Paul did something courageous. Senator Rand Paul, he's been on this program a few times. We're going to try to have him back very soon. He stood up to this $40 billion in spending package to Ukraine. And many of us are conflicted because we want to see Ukraine supported. We want to see Ukraine help. At the same time, we don't like the way that the money is being spent in Congress with no hearings. We don't know where all of this $40 billion is going because no one had a chance, as usual, to read the bill. So Rand Paul stood up. He's like, you're not going to fast-track this. We're going to take our time and do this right. Of course, liberals and even some members of the Republican Party are really annoyed with him for doing that. The usual headline, this is New York. This is from, I guess, the Post. Yes, it is. New York City teen gangbanger who was cut loose while facing an attempted murder charge busted again on a gun wrap. Here's another one. Jaquel James, initially held on a $50,000 bail in 2021 shooting of a bystander, freed by a Brooklyn judge to attend an alternative sentencing program despite him having two gun arrests that were still pending. And he's out. They nabbed him in bed with a loaded 9mm handgun. This is unreal, what is happening in this city and what is happening with these liberal judges, these progressive judges, these progressive district attorneys. By the way, yesterday we ended the show. We had two calls, and Susan, I love you very much. She was one of the callers. And they were so worried about this sovereignty business, this sovereignty. WHO has an amendment, and it is going to give away the sovereignty of the United States. We had another caller on that, WHO. 
I was, I didn't comment on it much because I didn't know much about it. Well, I've learned about it. And a lot of it stemmed from an opinion piece. And the opinion piece was one of those, well, you're going to give up American sovereignty if they do these amendments. Well, Joe Biden's trying to steal American sovereignty. American sovereignty. It's a bunch of crap. It's like kook stuff. Okay, and Susan, I'm not calling you a kook. I love you. But this is the kind of stuff that people read, and because of the way it's written, and this was an opinion piece, because of the way it's written, one would think that something nefarious is happening in American policy, and oh no, we're going to give up some things. Joe Biden is selling out the, the, the sovereignty of the United States, and it is nothing of the sort. It is a bunch of kookery. Now, I have some friends that are tinfoil hat types, and I love them very dearly. The tinfoil hat stuff included, and I go through it as much as I can, as much as I can tolerate, I read of it. I am not a tinfoil conspiracy-minded person. And I think we need to be, you know, it's interesting to me in this country, uh, when Kennedy came in in the 1960s, one of the major speeches he did, 1960, I believe, shortly after he took office, was how we had to turn our backs from the conspiracy theorists. In those days, the same thing was going on. These conspiracy theorists were suggesting all sorts of things. And Kennedy made a speech then opposing it. And today, the conspiracy theorists on both sides are almost out of control. And yeah, some of them, some of them are really out of this QAnon business, which I don't comment on too often, because these people that follow Q, hey, have at it if you want to, but please don't bother me with that nonsense. The other, you know, the trilateralist stuff, the one world order stuff, all that nonsense. That's been going on forever. The Council on Foreign Relations and the Bilderbergers, all that now, all this stuff we've been hearing for years. There's enough, we have enough problems dealing with reality rather than these made up fantasy worlds. Remember that whole thing with the Pizzagate? That got somebody killed, that conspiracy, because somebody was, that was the one that was uh, suggesting that a well known politician, I don't want to mention names was involved in trafficking children and all this stuff. And somebody went, took this stuff seriously, and ended up bringing a gun into D.C. and shooting somebody over it. And then you have these people that, like <clears throat> a certain person that claimed that the a gun violence that many of us saw in a school didn't happen. We've heard it from the people that think the trade towers are an inside job, the, the, the attacks of 9-11. And on and on and on and on it goes with these cookery, this cookery business. And I'm just going to say up front, I am not in it. I don't appreciate the cookery. I don't like it. I think it is destructive for this party and for this country. I think we have a lot of things to worry about besides a lot of this kook stuff. Now, my friends with the tinfoil hats, and I love them dearly. They are still my friends. We still talk about all sorts of things. My friends with the tinfoil hats tell me every day they send me pictures of the chemtrails and 
of all this other stuff that's out here. Okay, fine. And by the way, these are not idiots. These are very smart people and pretty wonderful people in certain regards. But they believe what they believe, just like I believe what I believe. But I have very little patience for some of this stuff. And this whole sovereignty thing, how many years have we been hearing that? It comes every so often we get, American sovereignty is going away. American sovereignty. And then we heard for years, martial law, martial law, Obama. I remember that throughout the Obama uh, presidency, all eight years of it. Obama's going to declare martial law. Of course, it never happened because it was total kookery to begin with. We have enough issues to deal with on the legitimate, real playing field of politics. Rather than believing and investing our intelligence and our emotions into some of these tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. And that's all I'll say about it for now. Unless, of course, you'd like to discuss it. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. And do I think, by the way, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, a friend, says that government agencies sabotage COVID-19 early treatment options, and he said that today. That's being reported in AmericanWireNews.com. Now, some people might think that that stuff is conspiracy. I don't think so. See what I mean? It depends on what you believe. I happen to think that Ron, Senator Ron Johnson is absolutely right. And if you go back and if you look at the way that President Trump was treated the moment he said the word hydroxychloroquine, it became a political issue, and everything was done to discredit President Trump. And the truth on that, I don't think, well, I will just say this. I was one of those individuals who was treated with hydroxychloroquine when I had COVID, and it worked for me. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying what would work for you or anybody else. I'm saying it works for me. So, anyway, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, it is here. We are Rush Hour. It's Friday, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. And we're coming right back. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush, rush, rush. Yeah, it's Friday. You want to party in your car on the way home? We'll help you. Fellas, try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females, get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad, are showing body. A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her, but you stand another wall like he was Poindexter. Next day's function, high class luncheon. Food is served in your stone cold munching. Music comes on. All right, all right. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. I have a story. I don't know whether I should do it after that, but maybe I will. Okay, this school, this is in Wisconsin. Sexual harassment investigation launched into three middle schoolers. Wrong use of pronouns. <sighs> An investigation was launched into three middle school students in Wisconsin accused of calling classmates by their wrong pronouns. The school district, the school district has filed a Title IX complaint 
against Kyle Middle School students, accusing them of sexual harassment for using incorrect pronouns when they addressed another student. One of the parents says, I received a phone call from the principal over at the elementary school. Elementary school. For warning me, letting me know I was going to be receiving an email with sexual harassment allegations against my son. Rose Mary Rabidox, one of the parents of the students being accused, said, I immediately went into shock. I'm thinking, sexual harassment? That's rape. That's inappropriate touching. That's incest. What has my son done? Her son, Brayden, is one of three middle school students accused of sexual harassment. What happened, one of, this happened in April. A student in the school was screaming at one of Brayden's friends to use proper pronouns, calling him profanity. And this friend is very soft-spoken, just kind of sunk down in his chair. Her son, Brandon, finally came up defending the kid, said, look, he doesn't have to use proper pronouns. It's his constitutional right to use or not use. You can't make him say things. Now, that is why Braden now faces sexual harassment charges in his middle school. Telling you folks, this stuff is going too, too far. Child Sex Abuse Center hires professor who faced backlash over pedophile comments. Now, you might remember this professor, Alan Walker, Ph.D. This is the guy that said it's important to use the term minor attracted persons instead of pedophiles, because it's less stigmatizing. And he now says that his research has been mischaracterized by some in the media. He's been hired by the Moore Center for Prevention of Child Sex Abuse. Get that. In Baltimore. This is the guy that said he wasn't necessarily sure that if a person was, I, I need to get the quote right. Because the quote was something to the effect of if some guy had sex with a mind, he, wouldn't, he wasn't necessarily sure there was something wrong with it. And I'm paraphrasing. It's not an exact quote. So I'll find the exact quote if the story comes back up. But anyway, he's been hired at a, at a John Hopkins University Center aimed at preventing child sexual abuse. This guy who thinks we should use the words minor attracted persons instead of pedophiles because if we use the word pedophiles, it's too mean to the pedophiles. And he's, this professor has also said some of the things that no, most of us consider to be pedophilia. He doesn't necessarily know whether anything's wrong with it. John Hopkins has hired him. Americans, it turns out, oppose transgender surgeries, anti-puberty blockers for minors. That's according to a new poll. 
And I guess we're going to be seeing this play out over coming weeks and months. But the majority of Americans, 56%, said they would support a ban on using these surgeries and anti-puberty blockers for minor children. George Will has an interesting column today, of all people. Maybe we'll get into that today if we have time, maybe tomorrow. Well, uh, let me just read you the first paragraph of Will. Letitia James, New York's Attorney General, recently told a rally supporting Roe v. Wade that when she got her abortion, quote, I walked proudly into Planned Parenthood, end quote. And Will asked, how do we descend to the point where abortion is, for some, what? An achievement? A statement? An occasion? For pride? And his editorial goes in from there. You can read it if you want today. It's an interesting editorial over at the Washington Post. I still want to know, and many of you want to know, the story I mentioned in the first segment about this gangbanger. Another gun charge after he has been released. On previous, well, this is this this turnstile just continues to go round and around. Republicans. Another story from American Wire News now say they have proof that our FBI targeted concerned parents, parents that were concerned about their kids' education, and this is on the CRT stuff and also this sexual, the sexualization of kids in the school. The FBI's Counterterrorism Division opened dozens of investigations into concerned parents. That is a letter from Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee addressed to Attorney General Merrick Garland that cited anonymous whistleblowers. So, yep, they were coming after American parents, trying to call them terrorists for becoming involved in their kids' future. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, you are here with us on our Friday afternoon, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. You want to participate, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. We're coming back. We're going to get to your calls. We have plenty more news. Don't go away. Coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. WABC. Dog Radio 77. Yeah, how long has it been since you heard that one? I told you, if you're in your car headed home, just party with us. Let's talk to Malena. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. 
How are you from Long Island? How are you doing this afternoon? Hi. Hi. Very good. Thank you. Nice talking to you. I just have a comment to say about the Kim Trails. I live in Long Island, and um, I run on the beach all the time, Long Beach Point Lookout, and it's very disgusting with the, what they do in the skies here. I mean, I have times that I count 20 planes at a time just spraying all this stuff, and I believe, I don't know what it is, good or bad, uh, but the only time I, we can see blue skies, regular blue skies with regular clouds is when it's windy out. Uh, otherwise, it's 24-7. It's stuff, disgusting stuff in the sky. I have a lot of people that work in construction, and they complain that their skin burns. So uh, I don't know, but I see them every day, and they're very real. Good or bad, I don't know what it is, but I just wanted to let you know. Thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Okay, so chemtrails. Mm-hmm. Here's my question about chemtrails. And I, I raise this question to my tinfoil hat friends. Let's say you're right. Let's say that people, there's this concerted effort to poison the earth and to spray stuff in the skies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Don't they live on the planet too? Don't their children Don't their families live on Earth, too? What is the possible, possible explanation for this stuff, if you believe it? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll hear from someone else that can explain it to all of us. Let us go to Christine in Middletown, Connecticut. Hi, Christine. Thank you for waiting. You're on Boast Nerdly's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? Good. You had talked about the... um the transgender and the sex and the gender diversity in school. I happen to be a transgender woman, and I want to say it should not be brought up in any classroom curriculum, especially for the elementary and middle school kids. They're far too young to be uh, taught this stuff. And well, why do you think there's such a push to, to, to bring this curriculum inside the schools, Christine? And by the way, uh, how old were you when you decided? How old were you when you knew you were that you were that you <clears throat> wanted to be a different gender? Well, I was probably twelve or thirteen, but we're going to go back, probably back to the late seventies, early eighties, and we didn't really have much information. So I, I hid it in myself till three years ago. I was I'm fifty five now, so in some ways, I'm glad. The path has worked out this way for me because um, the problem is if kids are not, they're young, they're going to think that being trans is a threat. It's not. No one chooses to be trans. I don't wish it on anybody. <laughs> Why not? Gender dysphoria is brutal to go through. I mean, once we transition, we instantly become second-class citizens. And the problem is um, being a conservative trans woman, we're kind of alone, too, because many trans and LGBT folks are free on the left. And, uh, in fact, I think they're the ones causing some of this anti-trans sentiment. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. one that prefer that schools will come up with a curriculum that will teach kids to be more self-sufficient when they graduate and give them the drive and initiative to go out and make something of themselves on their own. Wow. <clears throat> so you said you transitioned. It was a few years ago that you transitioned. Yes. Um, 
I started my transition coming out about three years ago this month, but that didn't really Are you go happy well or, I, mm-hmm. I am extremely happy right now. Yes. Wow. And what, what about your family? What about people around you? Are they cool with it? Oh, um, my wife, when I first told her, this is coming on Memorial Day three years ago, she didn't take it so well, understandably. And we, yeah, had some rough moments. Um, let's say she didn't wait. She didn't. She that. didn't. Wait a minute. Hold on, Christine. I gotta ask you this. you how long were you married? At the time, what we were twenty-two years at that time. Yeah, we were married in ninety-six. And she had no clue that you were unhappy during that marriage. That you really wanted to be something other than what you were. Exactly. I. I tried the best I can to hide who I really was. I had to like, I was living a lie all the time. Wow. Wow. And so when she found out, you just, you just reached a point, you just said, okay, I have to tell you what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't hide it anymore. I couldn't hide who my true self was. Okay. And so are you guys still okay? Now you said she went through some rough moments. Does she understand now? And do you, are you guys in a better place? Things are a bazillion times better. Um, she's my biggest supporter. You know, I'm pretty fortunate how things have turned out. Wow. But once again, you believe it's too, this stuff shouldn't be in the school. You should leave no. this, these discussions until, until later. If I, and if a child is struggling with their sexuality or gender identity, that's up to the child to talk to the parents. That's with the parents, doctors, and therapists. This shouldn't be brought into the classroom. Christine, let me just say thank you for being so open with us and so sharing with us. You are not alone. You have friends, and I bet many of them are listening to this radio station, and they're glad to hear from you. Okay? And call me anytime, okay? I appreciate it. I hope you and your family have a great weekend, sir. Thank you. You too, Christine. Appreciate hearing from you. Thank you so much. Let us go to Tony in Manhattan. How are you, Tony? Welcome to Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking my call. You are the best. You know how to handle all situations. Listen, I was calling the mayor. It was too late. I hope that you understand they have so many people, and we'd like to ask you permission to say this. Deliverers, where are they going? What are they doing for our country and for our kids? First, how many young kids are dying in our streets? Nothing they can do. How many kids are dying because abortion? Nothing have been done. Millions. Millions since it became law. Millions. And how, I'm sorry. And how many kids are going to be dead because they're going to have no food? I call them formula. I call them food. When the mother yeah. goes to the supermarket because I was a general manager, a supervisor of supermarkets, the first thing they do is go to get formulas. They cannot get them out. Tony, what you're talking about now, this lack of baby formula, is appalling and should never happen inside the United States of America. Let us go. Thank you for the call, Tony. 
Margaret in Ardsley. Both snow release Friday rush hour. How are you, Margaret? Hi, James. I'm okay. I have uh, two brief statements to make about the ecology and about uh, Dr. Fauci. But first, I'd just like to say to that customer in the theater who Patty LaPone yelled at, probably should have yelled back at Patty that she had clearance from Mayor um, um, Adams, Adams not to have to wear a mask. Yeah. But anyway, mm. um, one thing about Dr. Fauci is a couple of weeks ago, made the announcement that there was going to be that the United States was out of the pandemic phase. And the next day he had to modify it and say they were out of the, the, um, the, 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 you know, the gross pandemic phase. I can't remember the wording of, about it now, but he had to modify a statement. And I think it was because the following day, the drug company came out and said that they had a new vaccine for young children and babies. So, <laughs> I, so you I think, think that was the reason? That was the reason, and I think you know, some, not that the pandemic was a fake because it definitely wasn't, but um, you know, we have to also follow the money. And the other thing about the ecology is, it just struck me the other day of, about um, the pipeline being closed because of the environment, the Keystone Pipeline, and so now we're paying more for gasoline. And um, but you know, they're banning um, the plastic bags at the grocery stores. And we're paying a yeah. nickel for these bags that are um, ripping. The, you know, the minute the guy... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no one is saying anything about uh, disposable diapers. Well, of course I, not. There's, there's nothing, there's no, no, no pull to go back to the days where they had the diaper services and, you know, they had, and, they, and people washed their own diapers. Because that's not going to happen. And they, look, look, these environmentalists know in certain regards how far they can press it. If you started telling mothers and families today, no more plastic diapers, you have to go back to cloth, there would be a revolt. And they know it. So that's the reason. But it's interesting thought, Margaret. They, they, they're not going to do Thank that. You. Thank <laughs> you so much. Appreciate your call. John in the Bronx. John, you're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. What's on your mind? Uh, what's on my mind? Uh, you think this is going to be it's a conspiracy theory that uh, we're going to get into a civil war? Um, I, don't, I don't know whether it's a conspiracy theory or rather that that's a projection that some people are making based on the partisan divide that they're seeing in the country right now. Um, I don't think that anyone is... is is no, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's a projection that some people think that will be the natural outcome of this deep partisan divide we have here. I happen to think that there will not be a civil war in this country, at least not in the near future. Well, okay, that's good. Okay, thanks for your comments. All right, thanks well, thank you for the you. call. I appreciate it. Listen, this is Bo Snurley's. Friday Rush Hour, you're here with us on WABC. want to urge you to get that WABC app. Keep it with you all day, all night long. We have great programming during the week and on the weekend with Talk Radio 77. And on the weekend, we have some great music radio 77 WABC shows that you can also uh, be tuned into. John Katz comes up next after this show. So just keep it here and get that WABC app. Keep it with you. We're coming back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. 
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Nerdly's Rush Hour presents Rush. It's What's Going Down with Carl and Brown. Yeah, what's going down with Carl and Brown? I had no, I had no Brown with us. I had no say in that, by the way. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I said I gave every, I gave everybody carte blanche. You make up what you want. That's fine with me. Why do you think I got top billing? That's fine with me. Well, I love it. That's right, Carl and Brown, and here they are. Okay, where do we start? We've got lots of news to cover. Uh, first of all, I got to tell Jack. I'm sorry, but I left my phone in the newsroom. Do I need it? But I read. I, I kind of went you. over the stories, right? So the stories we have are the Friday the Thirteenth story, that rare plant story you sent me, Bo. The eight, that TikTok chick with the eight rules to my boyfriend. We've got the baby. Now, on more serious news, the baby food formula shortage. Um, Jen Psaki, her last day. Subway shooter Frank James was arraigned today, and uh, more than 4,700 weapons have been re- recovered in New York City schools. So where would Whoa. you like to start, mister? I think we should start with the baby food shortage. And then okay. right after that, let's get into Saki, the peppermint patty goodbye. Okay. Well, so as far as the baby food shortage, as you know, the president was meeting with retailers and manufacturers all day yesterday. He's taking this very seriously. The White House wants you to know. And sure. uh, so what President yeah. Biden is vowing to do is step in and enact what is called the Defense Production Act, which gives the president emergency authority to control domestic industries. He did this with covid. Uh, so here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on what President Biden is doing, some of the stuff he's doing. He also announced additional steps to get infant formula onto store shelves as quickly as possible without compromising safety. These steps include cutting red tape to get more infant formula to store shelves quicker by urging states to provide consumers flexibility on the types of formula they can buy with WIC dollars. So and the White House is also urging state and federal regulators to crack down on price gouging. What? Yeah, because that's what people do. I'm sorry, do. that didn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Oh, what that she made said? Zero, everything she said made zero sense. Cutting through whatever red tape they absolutely can to get What the- red tape? You make baby formula, the manufacturers send it to the store. But what freaking red tape? Well, there's the, the, a very huge plant in Michigan, the Abbott plant, was shut down not too long ago because their baby formula was linked to two infant deaths. And they said they could restart production in two weeks, but it would take six to eight weeks to get the formula on the shelves. The problem is the FDA is reported to be concerned they have not yet met their safety regulations. So they're trying to cut through a lot of red tape and make sure that not only are these products given wherever they can get them, get them onto the shelves, but make sure they're done safely. Okay. Okay. That gets that answers my question. All right, then. Okay. But there, we don't have an so, ETA yet. Well, of course not. 
All right, so it's Jen Psaki's last day. Yes, she's been answering reporters' questions for nearly Thanks every day, Bo, for the almost 500 days President Biden has been in office. Here she is talking to reporters today to say goodbye. I want to thank all of you in this room. Um, you have challenged me, you have pushed me, you have debated me, and at times we have disagreed. Um, that is democracy in action. And she has not denied reports that she's heading to MSNBC, so we can almost guess that's what's going to happen. Do we know when she's going to start? Well, she, we can't, we don't because she hasn't she hasn't confirmed or denied reports she's going there. So who knows? We could see her there Monday. Who knows? She's not going to Fox. <laughs> you can see her there Monday. I wouldn't. I don't even. Yeah, never mind. PMSNBC, not watching. Sorry. Um. Okay. How about the subway shooter? So. Oh, yeah, what, Frank James. To, yeah, he was arraigned in Brooklyn Federal Court today. He pled not guilty. And as you know, he's arrested April 13th, one day after the shooting. What he did, if you don't remember, he filled a New York City subway car with smoke and shot 10 people. All victims are expected to survive their injuries. Federal grand jury charged James last week with committing a terrorist act or other violence against mass transportation system and discharging a firearm during a violent crime. Now, both these charges come with the possibility of a life sentence. James' lawyer didn't seek bail and didn't comment after the plea. I'm surprised they didn't let him out anyway. <laughs> well, <clears throat> what do you want? Am I alone with that? No, it's uh, there's a, it's bail reform. Very touchy subject. Yeah, because I just read a story the other day about this teenage guy that already had two gun charges against him. Yes. Including attempted murder, and they let him out, so why not let a shooter out? I mean, they've done it before. Okay, 47, how many hundreds of guns have they got in the school? More than 4,700 weapons have been recovered in New York City schools since the return to in-person classes in the fall, and it's a stark increase, I would hope so, over the previous school year. Here's New York City's Mayor Adams. These are real weapons that could be used on teachers, staff, administrators, and most importantly, our children. Yeah, and the weapons include 16 guns, pepper spray, knives, and brass knuckles. That's a lot of weapons. Yeah, it's a lot of weapons. Bob, was it like this when, where did you go to high school, Bob? Eric's High School, New Hyde Park, Long Island, Highlanders. Did you guys have like uh, uh, when you went to school? Were there like were those those metal detectors when you no, walked in? No, nope, 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 nope. No. There wasn't even. Did anybody no frisk you for weapons? No, no. no. The only t- I'll tell you what. When I was in elementary school, I brought a slingshot to school. What? And it was one of those high powered that the Boy Scouts have because my brother was in the Boy Scouts, so I took it to school one day. I mean, it's like firing a gun. These types of um, slingshots. So I was standing in the principal's office one afternoon with a friend of mine because we like to talk to the principal after um, after lunch. We'd go talk to her. And the slingshot sticking out of my pocket like Dennis the Menace. And one of the teachers comes up in back of me and reaches into my pocket and pulls it out, shows it to me, shows it to the principal and starts snapping it. And he says, do you know this could kill people? Did you know this is a weapon? It's a gateway and, uh, weapon. And, I, and this is like I'm 12 years old. I mean, I'm just I'm just firing this. I'm not trying to kill people on the playground. I'm just playing with firing into the air. Anyway, notices were printed up that afternoon. We had a situation where a boy bought a slingshot. An old pair of my that pa- was you? That was me. <laughs> my father had to come up to the school for a conference. I was playing baseball oh, that afternoon. Geez. He came home from work. He looked at me. I looked at him. He wasn't happy. And that was the end of that. But that was the only time. Bob, you didn't take you know the slingshot away from you? No, it was my brother's. It was in the Boy Scouts. You were allowed to have something like that. As a matter of fact, 
Don't you remember carrying Boy Scout knives when you were a kid? No. Yeah, look. Look. Kevin uh, <laughs> Kevin Perez just Kevin Perez just raised his hand. You carried knives. My dad carried a pocket. Oh man, oh, remember the old dads would carry knives, pocket hey, knives. Hey, what? I was chopped liver. I wasn't a man. <laughs> I wasn't a boy man. Did you carry a knife? No, no, no. Oh no, my dad wouldn't let us carry no, a no, knife. I, I am talking about Boy Scout knives. Those kind of knives. That was very common. You don't remember that, oh, really? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I you, wasn't in the Boy Scouts. Like a Swiss my Army was, knife. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Okay. And my no. my father always carried a pocket knife when I was growing up. All all the dads did. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Might as well. No. Your dad okay. didn't carry a pocket <clears throat> knife. No. All right. Well, anyway, those no. weapons in the school that is that's very shocking. It's extremely shocking. And we're not talking about Boy Scout knives. I guess we're talking about real real weapons here, right? Yeah. Guns. Guns. Right. right. I guess. And all right. So there were two stories in the New York Post. <laughs> <clears throat> what? I'm wondering which one you're going to choose. Maybe both of them. Okay. Uh, Bob, I want you to comment on this first. (laughs) The government, not our government, a foreign government, has warned its women to stop playing with endangered plants. Because these are, have you, I wonder if you've ever seen these before, Bob. The, so, what, the, the so-called penis plants in Cambodia, right? Yes, the penis I, plants. I, mm-hmm. I saw the picture this afternoon. Jacqueline told me about this, and uh, yeah, interesting. They, all these, I see these women in the fields picking up these penis plants. They're doing it to get selfies, <laughs> but the plants are endangered, so they'd like people to stop. Yeah, no, I'm sure they are endangered. Would you have these in a bowl, though, in your on top of your piano, or what are they used for? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I don't are, are they so. edible? Well, or I don't know. I don't have them in a bowl on a top Ooh. of my piano. <clears throat> I wish mean, we could. Can we? I, do I they hope sell we them? Put a picture of this. I mean, do they sell them, or they stay in the field and they just eventually die, or they sell them to people who? I what on the? I don't know. Are they edible? I don't know. I, I Someone just know. stands in the field and tells them they're the best plants they've are, ever seen. Are they used for compost? I don't know. So I don't know. But it's very interesting. Very, very. Yeah. They don't look so endangered to me because there's a whole clump of these erect looking things. And I mean, this is like, you know, 60, 70, 80 of these things. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. Tiptoe through the tulips. Stay on Stop top. picking them if you're listening. Got to stay on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you live in New Jersey. Oh, save I'm sorry. Good. No. No, no, go ahead, Bob. No, no. If you live in New Jersey, enjoy the uh, lower gas prices today, right? Back oh, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. special yeah. What's day going today. on with that? Yeah, they're trying to, uh, well, they want to, um, you know, New Jersey is the only state in the union where you can't pump your own gas. So they're trying to draw attention to lawmakers in Trenton to reverse that. And so um, they're lowering prices today and they're telling drivers to, like, vote for your congressman and all that and tell them to try to reverse this. So that's what they're doing today, just for the day. Well, today. thanks. I love it. Thanks, guys. If you live that's in New Jersey. Have... If you don't live all in New right. Jersey, go out and gas up in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, that's what's going down with Carlin Brown and <laughs> Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. And we're going to hold on to this story, the other one, about eight rules for your boyfriend. We're oh, going to yeah. get to that one day. Yeah, yeah, Jacqueline, you're going to have to do that one with us. Cause, you, you got know, it. You got it. Okay, thank you. You've yes, got that's it. That's it, folks. Have a nice we weekend. Have, we don't, you too. Enjoy. Jacqueline and uh, uh, Bob. Jacqueline Carl, Bob Brown, WABC News. And we, my friends, are approaching the end of our rush hour here. We're going to be back tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. 
I see George wants to talk about chemtrails. We've got Ukraine, abortion, breast pumps, bumper music. All of that's fair game tomorrow, 7 a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Remember, John Katz is up next. WABC Talk Radio 77. Keep it here all day, all night. Get that WABC app. In the meantime, God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Be here. See you then. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.